Hi, this is Mark Hanna, a senior fellow at the Eurasia Group Foundation, where I, uh, I host a foreign policy podcast called None of the Above. I'm Chris Chivas. I'm the director of the Carnegie Endowments Program at American Statecraft. So, Chris, we're going to talk today about uh, the news coming out of Afghanistan, uh, the, the Biden administration's withdrawal, and the, the horrific images that we're seeing, uh, which you know, are, are conjuring up a, a really kind of emotional response, both in the public and the foreign policy community. But I think it's important to distinguish, uh, you know, that, that the public is responding to this on a very human level uh, and, and very, um, there's an outpouring of, of, real, of real genuine sympathy. The foreign policy community, though, is the sense of loss is quite different, right? This has been the primary national security project of the United States for the past two decades. And the sense of loss is is a sense of, of failure on some level that, that the this project is proven unachievable or, or illusory. What what do you make of uh, of what you're seeing among among the community? I think that's a great point, Mark. It's clear that America's pride and, and prestige are hurt, and this is driving the reactions not only of the broader American public, but especially of the national security experts who've given so much to this cause over the course of the last twenty years. But I think the question is, is whether or not this um, blow to American pride matters strategically. To some degree, uh, of course it does, but, but it's very, very easy to exaggerate the effects. And I think one thing uh, that we should be very careful about is not to draw conclusions uh, from this experience about U.S. commitments, for example, to Taiwan, or to European allies in the way that uh, people both in Washington and around the world seem to have been doing over the course of the last couple of days. That, that might be, but one conclusion I think it's fairly um, sort of uh, justified is, is that, you know, uh, the, the, that the United States might just not be in the best position to do nation building at the tip of a gun, right? And, and as, as powerful and as, as awesome as the American military is, uh, as we hopefully have learned in Afghanistan, um, it's impossible to achieve uh, political ends with, with military means. So, uh, you know, I think uh, you've, you've said to me before that you can, you can, you can arm uh, a, a sort of a military, but you can't necessarily give them the will to fight. What do you, what do you make of all, all of, the, uh, of the rapidity of, of the, the Taliban to toppling of Kabul? Yeah, I mean, in the bigger picture here, one of the paradoxes that this whole experience demonstrates is that America has extraordinary power, but this task of nation building in Afghanistan also turned out to be extraordinarily difficult. And I think that people are starting to, to grapple with what seems to be an apparent contradiction between the extraordinary power of the U.S. military in particular, uh, and yet the intractability uh, of trying to design other societies on our own, uh, according to our own expectations. Right, and and we did. I mean, there there was. I think what perpetuated, uh, you know, the, the winnable part of the war, vanquishing, um, you know, and, and, and defeating Al -Qaeda, or running Al Qaeda out of uh, out of Afghanistan. We did that a decade ago, right? We we killed Osama bin Laden. The unwinnable part, potentially, uh, in my analysis, the 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 sort of building uh, rebuilding Afghanistan in America's image, um, that arguably 
arguably failed, but it was perpetuated. The pursuit of this was perpetuated by a lot of sunk cost fallacies that you know, people said we need to honor the sacrifices of of, of those who, who've made uh, these sacrifices. I mean, what, what do you think the United States should do going forward? And you talked about prestige, but what about credibility? Does this weaken America's position vis-a-vis China in a kind of as we as we seek to kind of compete with China uh, in, in different parts of in part, parts of the world. I mean, I worry that a lot of the analysis uh, is is reacting in a very visceral way to what are a very dramatic set of events and, and a very sad set of events, um, but that these reactions will, in the historical frame, look a little bit superficial. Um, it's true that America does look weak. Uh, right now, but that doesn't mean that the underlying reality is that America is weak. Um, it's a case of appearances versus realities, I guess. I think that the United States will emerge uh, much stronger uh, after it gets through uh, the period that it's going right now. The reality is is that it will have much more resources, both in terms of military resources, diplomatic resources, uh, and frankly, the time of the most senior people in government to dedicate to what are now much, much more pressing interests, much more pressing vital interests on other fronts, whether you're talking about China, Russia, weapons proliferation, or of course the pandemic, which by the way, uh, is killing much more, far more people in the United States over the course of the past week than have died uh, in Kabul. So it sounds to, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it sounds like Afghanistan has been at least recently a diversion of resources and a distraction of the attention of the national security community. And maybe it's time we turn the page. I think that's a good way of putting it, Mark.